is God? Well, that's a big question. Today, we actually get an answer in the words of Scripture itself. It's going to tell us exactly who and what God is. Stay tuned for that in 1 John 4. Hi, this is wordofprayer.com. I'm Ron. I'll be one of your guides on the journey. And I'm Angela. Hi. We are walking together through the letter uh, called 1 John. There's five chapters in it. Today, we're going to look at 1 John chapter 4. There's 21 verses. We're going to start by reading these verses together and listening to God speak to us. We'll talk a little bit about um, unpacking the truths here and what that looks like and then pray it back to God as is our practice on word of prayer. So we're going to begin with the first uh, half of this. Angela's going to read. It's from the NIV version. Chapter 4. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. And this is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. We know that we live in him and he in us because he has given us of his Holy Spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in Him and He in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in Him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Because in this world, we are like Him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command, whoever loves God, must also love his brother. Wow. 1 John 4 is such a 
powerful passage. There's so much truth packed in here. And as I said at the the lead in, the introduction, it tells us something about who God is. It tells us God is love. You know, the Bible says two things about God, telling us, you know, what he is like. God is light. God is love. God has compassion. He forgives us. But I think this is one of the high points of God revealing himself to us, that God is love. And because he is love, he wants us to partake in his nature. He wants us to exhibit that and to practice that love as well. So let's go deeper. Um, in the previous episode, you talk in the prayer, you talk about God help me love my family. Mm-hmm. So I'm your wife and we're two boys. Yes. Are we that unlovable? What is it about us that is so difficult to love? Can you give a few examples or how you... <laughs> really putting put, me on yeah, the spot here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Of course, that's what I do, right? It's not so much that I find you guys unlovable. Uh, it's that you get you get in the way. <laughs> we do. You get in the way of what I want to do. Relationships are messy. What I pleases know. me. <laughs> I you know. know. So here's an example that I can share. It's, it's real. I get up in the morning, often one of the first ones up in the house, and I like my alone time. I like my quiet time. And and then as others get up and they want things from me and it interferes with my quiet time. And so I get a little annoyed. I get irritated. That's just a small annoyance. <laughs> I think the bigger, bigger thing that I think you have to step up that God is asking you and teaching you what love is, is using the role of a father and a husband and head of the household to ask you, say, Okay, Ron, put love into action. What are some of the things that you have to go as a man into your own manhood, into the person that God sees you to be that requires love on your part to do your job well for this family? I was only partly tongue in cheek as I was talking about, you know, at the beginning. But I really do think that, you know, it's often the little things. It's the little things that we get really sidetracked by. And I look back on the times that I've, you know, even recently that I've been angry or lashed out or gotten my feelings hurt or annoyed. And, you know, it's often little stuff. But it's the big stuff, too. I mean, what I'm referring to, I'm I'm talking about like when we had financial irresponsibility when we were young and you said we are not going to declare bankruptcy. We're just going to make it right. And it took us several years to make things right. Mm-hmm. That took something out of you to make things right mm-hmm. and lead the way. And when you said, it's kind of like you're like, because you're the head of the household, because you say, we're going to take that hill, we're going to charge it, and we're just going to have victory on it. I just like, okay, let's do it. Of course, I, I handle all the details that make it happen. Mm-hmm. Until you give that clarion call, I was like, okay, I mean, you know, I can do whatever, left, right, center, I'll go. But you have to step up being the head of the household and said. I'm going to do this. We're going to, you know, get ourselves out of debt. And because of that decision that you make in early on in our marriage, I think our family, our boys, learn what um, financial stewardship is. Whether they practice it, that's another thing. Yeah. But at least there's an example given to them. That's true. And, you know, in the, the family is, I mean, that is the place where it's real about do we really practice love? Do we walk in love? And it's not about sweetness and romance and, you know, all of that, you know, with the warm feelings, just like when the when our boys were first born and their babies and we're cuddling them, holding them. And it's like, you know, we have so much love and we feel that affection intensely for our children, you know, but 
the six months, you know, when you're sleep deprived and they're crying in the middle of the night, you got to change another diaper. And it's like, you know, that's love too. And I feel no affection at that moment. And yet, you know, it's a question of, are you going to be selfless? Are you going to do what needs to be done for the good of someone else? And, you know, marriage, seven years into it. And this person that you love, you had so much warm feelings and romance and you know he's like i'm gonna spend the rest of my life with them and then it's looking like man that you know i did love them but you know they get under my skin so bad and they don't act loving to me and they don't respect me and she's doing this and that and she wants to you know go off and do her thing and i was like i didn't go off and <laughs> yeah and you know it's then that you have to really tell yourself the truth and say okay Am I going to really come from love? Am I going to practice love here when I don't feel it? When I'm not, you know, it's it's not there in my heart. I've got to do love here, not just, you know, wait till I feel it. Yeah, for me, I remember I, I used to tell the kids and students, sometimes, you know, when 9-11, the day comes and and I would tell them the story of how I was stuck in the Bahamas. I needed some time to clear my head and knew of a good friend who, whose mom lived in the Bahamas and I stayed with her. I was trying to clear my head, walking you know, hours on the beach and then I remember Jeannie said, you know, going home because you know, and she told, of course everybody you know, later on 9-11 happened. I remember in that moment I was like, oh yay, I don't get to see Ron anymore. That's awesome because all the airspace has been shut down. And then later on, I, I remember those hours of waiting and just thinking like, do I want this marriage? And how am I going to do it different if the airspace do open up and when I see him again? And do I really want to return or could I just stay in Bahamas forever? Those were just fantasies. No, but that was a tough time. And I remember, you know, just for context, you know, those listening in here, that was September of 2001. And that was before children. We didn't have any uh, children yet. We'd been married seven or eight years. And it just so happened that you had been talking, I remember this, about uh, taking a marriage sabbatical. And I about, did. You know, I wanted to do it a year, right? <laughs> yeah, be, go be gone a year. I was never by some book, some best-selling author let's, out there. Let's have a, you didn't want to she call it a separation. Year. Yes, I It did. wasn't an official separation, right. but you said, I want to go off and do like for a year. Yeah, this woman did that. She wrote a book about it. It I sounded thought, really, wow, it sounded such a great idea. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't a fan of that. I didn't like that at no. all. But <laughs> you said I could go to the Bahamas for a week, I think. <laughs> well, because I had a business trip. I was, I was going up yeah. to Colorado or somewhere, so. Yeah. You know, it was it was a nice coincidence. And so you packed off to the Bahamas and you, know, you love the beach anyway. And I was headed to Colorado. And then right in the middle of all that, 9-11 happened. We right. didn't foresee it. It was a like, but it was like that kind of a coincidence. Like, uh, so, yeah, yeah, it turned out that way for you exactly. of really doing some soul searching. And, a, yeah, and I think right. a whole bunch of people in America who were alive at that time did a lot of soul searching in, mm -hmm. you know, 2001. But yeah, I mean, that was an example for us to really look at what is love and are we going to practice it? Are we going to continue to foster or find a reason to love that's deeper than anything that we had found up to that point? And I, you know, what you were asking about, which was pretty close to the same time, I mean, about the financial picture for us. So we did make some irresponsible decisions and you know immature 
and took risks that were, you know, looking back now, it's like, wow, that was just, you know, that was not wise at all. Got ourselves in into some real difficult financial situations so that we owed a lot of money and it, it would have made a lot of sense to declare bankruptcy. But in the end, we didn't. And we dug ourselves out of that hole for four or five years afterwards before we paid off all the debt. But yeah, I, I remember having to say, you know, even though that's an easy way to deal with this, that's not responsible. That's not the right thing to do. And we just got to buckle down and find a better way out of this. And it's so amazing because after you came back from Bahamas and, you know, all of what was going on, God surprised us. We've been trying to have kids and uh, we'd unsuccessful in conceiving. And then within like just a couple months, uh, you were pregnant. But God, it was, it you was, know. He's so good. He's so good because by choosing his path, we were, we were not just delivered. We became strong and confident in managing finances. And it's just like. Those were dark days. I, I mean, 2001 was dark days, dark, you know, because what was going on in the world, the larger world situation. I mean, yeah. 9-11, there was an economic uh, meltdown after yeah. the first dot-com boom yeah, of bust, the 90s yes. and all that. So, like, whoa. you know, yeah. we were losing our house. We, you know, had to go find an apartment to live in and yes. just our marriage. So a lot, of, I mean, that was like our seven year mark of marriage, which is a real tough spot for some couples. And so it was a tough, tough, you know, time. But you God know, is so good. Here we are at the end of 2020, yeah. 2020, yeah. or maybe you're listening to this, it's early 2021. It's dark times for a lot of people now with the pandemic. And some people are going through their first like real difficult economic you know, time. For some people, unfortunately, it's like their second or third or you know, fourth. It's really tough. Yes, and that's the, right. And it strains our relationships. It really forces us like, are you going to come from love? And, you know, it's like... I don't have it in me. I've heard, you know, from people, I don't have, I, I, don't ask me to love. It's like, you know, that's just so far beyond me. And you're right. It's not in you. It's only yeah. in God. That's right. It's only exactly. by, yes. by finding our, our source and our yes. strength in what Jesus has done. Because God is love. Because Jesus laid down his life for us. And it's only in, in identifying and remaining in Him, abiding in Him, that we find our our strengths. Abide in Him, yes, exactly. And He will burst off new life, new insights if we just spend time with Him. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Now, I mean, not everyone would agree necessarily with theology. I would say, though, I'm not talking about salvation, but I will say this. God is the author of love. And if you have experienced or you know something of love, you have tasted of God. And you know something of God, even if you don't know him in a saving way. You know, it's only by embracing the heart of love. It's only by embracing who God is, that he is love, that you find uh, a strength that is superhuman. I'm suddenly remembering this, you know, when we were in our apartment, we had this beautiful house and we were in an apartment. And I remember, I think, the way God taught me love was making meals. I remember those times when I was making lamb chops and couscous, and I don't think that was, it was, I don't know how I found all the recipes, maybe I went to the library, I don't know, but I think it started my journey to make food 
with love mm. rather than just put food on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And I'd say the same thing about work. You know, it's one thing to work for money, to work for a living, or to put food on the table. It's another thing to work for love and to say, I'm going to get up in the morning early. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to put in the time, even though this job isn't what I like. I hate it. And, and to you come know, from love. You're going to, maybe you need to find another job when you can. But in the meantime, yeah. To do it out of love and not with resentment yeah, or from bitterness. Uh-huh. Yeah. So and well, in this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us. He sent His Son as a sacrifice for our sins. So love doesn't start with us; it, it's already started. It's yes. with God, and and He just asks us to open our heart to receive it, to soften our hearts, and to accept it, and then to practice it yeah he will awaken it I mean yeah and reawaken yeah that's right 27 years so far right yeah yeah for us so I don't know this whole chapter is rich rich food to meditate and pray over Mm -hmm. and just grab hold of practically any verse would be worthwhile to spend time on and the whole chapter is worthy of reading and rereading and going over you've got something yeah if I can give some counsel I'm just really drawn to verse 18 there is no fear in love but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment the one who fears is not made perfect in love there is no fear in love so whenever there's fear going on in my life or in anybody's life, can I just counsel you to just take a look at what that that is not from God and just pray like God return me to love. You know, help me see what this fear is about. You help me overcome it. You remove it from me. You tell me what to do and I'll take those steps and I'll and I'll do it or not do it. You know, a friend just texted me and said, you know, I was sharing with her something that I'm really concerned about. And I didn't read the full text, but the first sentence was enough. I felt like it was a message from God to me. It was like, be still. Just be still. Not be afraid. Because for mm-hmm. me, I'm just like, I want to do more, okay? Mm-hmm. If X does produce zero results, I'm going to do 5X. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll give me two results. Because mm-hmm. for me, it's more the better. And I've got to like, okay, no, you know? And sometimes I think, maybe I miss an opportunity here, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm plowing more stuff. I'm like, no, because I know there's sometimes in which when God says, okay, you're ready to go, and I'm like the fastest horse in the field, mm-hmm. and I just go, mm-hmm. and I'm just amazed, like, where does energy come from, you know, mm. to just <laughs> ideas unending. But there's some moments in which I, I just have to be still, and that's, that's something I'm still learning. It's a really good word. Because um, when I'm still, I'm afraid. Yeah. I'm afraid. And I have to tell myself, no, that's right. You know, I don't have to be afraid. So in my work in the business world, I've, I have a tool that we develop the emotions wheel. And it's kind of interesting. Even though on a feeling, a subjective level, they seem opposites, they're actually cousins. Fear and faith hmm. or trust. Fear and trust they are right next to each other on the feelings wheel and that's kind of interesting they're like you know cousins that are opposites and if you stop and think about it what you fear you're really giving a lot of energy to in fact i would say what you fear is also what you're trusting in 
especially if you're taking that fear really seriously. Because if you stop and look at it, what you fear, if it stops you, it's actually controlling you and you're trusting the fear. You're trusting what's behind it, that it really is bad. It really is awful. And if you flip it around and say, you know what? I'm going to trust, not in the fear, but I'm going to trust in God. That's where it's like, I'm not going to believe in the evil twin. I'm going to believe in the good twin, which is faith and trust. I'm going to move through this believing in God, that he is the one who's stronger than the prince of darkness, than the one who is pulling the strings of fear behind it. And so this passage, 1 John 4, 18, that perfect love drives out fear. If we're coming from trust, if we put our faith in God, we can overcome our fear. You can still be feeling fear in your heart, but you take steps. You do concrete things in faith that don't let fear have the upper hand and that actually turn down the volume and helps us create breakthroughs to move past the fear and beyond the fear. Can you give a concrete example of yourself where you choose trust and faith over fear? Okay, yeah. I can do one that's very recent. So in the last couple months in pandemic time, I, uh, I just knew I wasn't doing, I wasn't being accountable in my faith relationships. And so I joined a men's group on Zoom. We'd do this um, one week, uh, one, one weekday morning, early risers we call it. And so we'd get together. And right after Thanksgiving, we didn't meet on Thanksgiving week, uh, but right after Thanksgiving, I was kind of tempted to not go back to the group. Like I got up late and so I missed one morning. And then I have to tell you, even yesterday, we uh, we had our group meeting this morning. Yesterday, I was thinking to myself like, ah, you know, I really don't want to be part of that. And, you know, these guys are, you know, they're good guys, but I'm not sure I'm getting that much out of it. And there was a part of me that's just like, you know, part of the fear, I'll be honest, was that it wouldn't, it'd be a waste of my time. It just wouldn't be worthwhile for me. And I had to identify that last night to myself before I went to bed and say, you know what? I need to submit to being in community with these other guys and, and trust God is going to be there. God is in my fellow man, you know, the, these brothers. And whether I think that there's something good being shared or not, I just need to show up in faith and claim it. And so I did that, you know, today. And it was a, a matter of like, you know, oftentimes I am the kind of person who will project and I will think to myself, oh, that's not going to be a worthwhile time, use of my time, or that's not going to be a very fruitful conversation. Even honestly, some family reunions, I think in, in advance, like, oh, I know they're going to be talking about that topic and I'm not interested in that. And I'm just, you know, I'm afraid that it's like, that's going to be such a downer. It's going to be a waste of time. And it's interesting when I choose to go in and let that have the upper hand, it often is a self-fulfilling prophecy. It turns out that way. But when I go in in faith, it allows God to move in powerful ways. And to stay alert, as the Bible says, stay alert. Test the spirits. <laughs> yeah, stay alert. At the moment yeah. when something is not going the way how God wants the situation to go, stay alert. You can stop, change, start. Yeah. So there's a lot in this um, passage about um, greater is the one in you than the one who's in the world. The Spirit is alive and working in us, and we don't want to quench His work or squash it or ignore what He's doing. We tune into 
what God is active in doing in the world. We embrace Christ. And all of this is like, you know, the, we have lots of help. We have lots of company. The Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit is alive and working in us and among us. So the key to all of this is identifying love and being able to turn our back on fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so lots of good stuff here. Would you lead us in prayer? Dear God, help us, teach us, guide us, lead us. We want to know your way, do your way, live your way, and be your way to the world. You have overcome. Help us overcome. Amen. You are greater than us, and you're greater than the world. We ask that you drive out fear in our lives. Teach us not to fear, but to trust in you. Yes, teach us to trust in you, Mm -hmm. Lord. Teach us to have faith. This life is for sowing. The harvest is not here. And during this time as we sow, help us sow in love. Mm. Help us use this life and to sow love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, my charge for today is to do one concrete thing in the next hour. After you're listening to this, do one concrete thing in which you choose love and you're consciously choosing love and acting in faith. Maybe fear is involved. You turn your back on fear. Maybe fear is not around. But definitely be conscious of whatever you're doing. Do it in love. That's First Corinthians 16, verse 14, by the way, is do everything in love. It's a great verse to memorize. Whether you are eating, drinking, working, making food for others, do it in love. And you will have a different quality, a different experience of life today if you will put that into practice. So that's our charge to you. First John 4, as I said before, lots of good things here, lots of um, meaty things to grab hold of, to meditate on, to ponder, pray it back to God. Most importantly, go practice it and uh, let God show you even more treasures and and you know, wisdom from his word as you live it out in practice and share it with someone else. Thanks for joining us here at Word of Prayer. We do appreciate that you're doing live with us and listening and l- giving us support through downloads. and Write us, yeah, share with us your we, stories. We would love to hear those. Know how we could be of support. And um, we're just, we're doing this as a ministry and we want to be here to encourage and help others. But your words to us also are an encouragement. So let us know what going on how you're putting this into practice thanks for joining us today and uh, be blessed